we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for June 12, 2023. Uh, I have a lot to cover today, a lot of current events, but before we get into all that, I'm going to play this uh, sermon that uh, I heard yesterday, and I, I kind of modified the title, The Drums of War Are Beating, What to Do to Biblically Prepare Physically and Spiritually. So in recent months, there's been news reports to the effect that as a result of the conflict going on between Russia and Ukraine and several countries, uh, we've gone from peacetime, life is normal mode, to a declared and almost frenzied war footing. This is kind of going on all over the planet, this mindset, okay? And Jesus Christ talked about, regarding the end times, you're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars and, and you know, see that you be not, though you know, uh, troubled and consumed with all of that. Uh, a few have openly publicized it while others by their actions have implied that it is a state of, is a state of their defensive mood. Specifically Russia, China, the Middle East, there is a coming nightmarish and surreal physical dimension of the war that we will have to cope with very soon. But a more threatening consideration is the spiritual dimension of warfare that we are also facing as genuine Christians. You and I must become hypersensitive to the spiritual military action that is forming against us as true followers of Jesus Christ. As in the natural realm, there are spiritual preparations that must be made if we are to endure to the end of our appointed time, uh, according to God's plan for our lives. The discussion is called, this discussion is called war footing, and is about, meaning this sermon you're going to hear, and is about the condition of being prepared to undertake and maintain spiritual warfare, to be prepared and ready to fight in a spiritual war, a readiness to fight a war that is against the powers of darkness, and and to be a overcomer according to God's intentions for our lives. This is true and will involve you. Believe the word, nine things that we should do to prepare. Now, before we get into it, this is this, and he goes over this verse, I believe, at the very end, but the the same context of Matthew 24 regarding what Jesus was talking about the end times and in that case the end times into the tribulation period to the end of the tribulation period essentially um, Luke 21 34 through 36 says and take Jesus Christ talking and take heed to yourselves lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and, and, like partying essentially in, in you know that type of stuff in the cares of this life so that that day come upon you uh, come upon you unawares and you know the context of Luke 21 and Matthew 24 are pretty much the same thing but this could have happened in any any time in the dispensation since Jesus Christ was crucified okay meaning there have been Christians that have had to deal with a lot of um, a lot of things, obviously, uh, to the point of martyrdom. I mean, you could read Fox's Book of Martyrs, and I mean, even now the the persecution that goes on regarding Christians in China, Christians in North Korea, Christians in the Middle East, these types of things. Um, so persecution of Christians and being prepared and not falling into carnality that's something that that all Christians should just be doing as a matter of course okay um, 
the next verse says, For as a snare shall it come upon all them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always. So this is something we should be doing ongoing. That ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Okay, so um, that is something that we should be doing in an ongoing matter. And, you know, this is a, a verse where you know, a lot of people want to go to the absolute total doom and gloom of we're all going to die, we're all going to be martyred, we're all going to, you know, just just accept your fate type type of thing. Okay, that's going to happen to a lot of Christians. Um, dare I say, the majority potentially, especially during the tribulation period. Okay, but the Bible also does say, watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. That shall come to pass. And again, the context of Luke 21 is, you know, the end times. Literally, the time leading up to the Antichrist and false prophet into the tribulation to the end of the tribulation. Okay, so having said that, I'm going to go ahead and play this, this uh, sermon. And a lot of really good practical things that I think we all need to be reminded of. You may not agree with every single... I, I didn't agree with every single thing in, in this uh teaching okay in this sermon we're never all going to agree on on everything okay but i think by and large for the most part this is a good sermon to glean from that has good solid spiritual principles okay so i'll go ahead and play this this is preparing for amos 11 which is when there's a famine of the word in the land the bible predicts in amos 11 that's the actual name of this youtube channel um, I'm going to read to you uh, as we open here from 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 4. 1 Samuel 3 at verse 1. Um, today's message is called War Footing. War Footing. 1 Samuel 3 at verse 1. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. Uh, Samuel had been brought to um, Eli, who was the priest at the time. At this time in Israel's uh, existence, Samuel was brought by his mother Hannah and dedicated to the Lord. He lived there from the point that she brought him to the uh, place of worship the rest of his life, or at least till he moved out into um, ministering throughout Israel. But Sam, uh, Samuel was a young child, uh, probably not more than three years old or so, when he was brought here to this place and, and dedicated to God, and Eli took him. Uh, Samuel, if you know, became one of the greatest prophets in Israel. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. I want to tell you that this is a... Uh, I'm, I'm presenting this as a metaphor of sorts. Eli, in this context, if you know his life and his, and his end, uh, Eli is a type and shadow of the church general today. The institutional church. The religiosity practicing church um, as you'll see in just a couple of verses here uh, it does not speak well of the church the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli and the word of the Lord was precious in those days it's not supposed to be but it was and the word of the Lord was precious in those days there was no open vision and it came to pass at that time that Eli was laid down in his place and his eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. He was going blind. 
and air, the lamp of God, that was the seven golden candlesticks in the holy place, and air, the lamp of God, went out in the temple of the Lord. It's not supposed to. The lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord. Can you, can you begin to see how the institutional church today is doing these very things? They're going blind to the word of God. They're going blind to the light of God. And things are changing in a bad way. The air of the lamp of God went out in the temple where the ark of God was. And Samuel, Samuel represents the true church. Those that are uh, practicing good discipleship uh, um, um, practices. They're followers of Jesus. They're doing uh, what they can to grow spiritually. That's represented by Samuel. The lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down. Verse 4. And when he lay down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel. He didn't call Eli. He called Samuel. The Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here am I. That's to be our attitude toward God. All the days of our life. When God speaks, we say, here am I. Or let me, we don't say, let me get back to you. Or let me get out my plan or we'll figure out when I've got time for you. We are to say, Lord, here am I. That's for Samuel chapter 3, verses 1, 2, and 3, and 4. In recent months, there have been news reports to the effect that as a result of the conflict going on between Russia and Ukraine, several countries have gone from a peacetime life is normal mode to a declared and almost frenzied war footing. And, and today we're going to be talking a lot about um, not so much the war stuff that this is part of that. Um, definitely he's he's addressing that porch portion, but we're going to be looking at other current events where just how humanity by and large is being herded into this one world, uh, global system that the Bible predicts, all of the manipulative, satanic, deceptive ways that we're being herded into that direction, um, which is part of this whole subject. A few have openly publicized this fact, while others by their actions have implied that that is the state of their offensive and defensive mood, a war footing. Specifically, Russia is preparing for a war with NATO and the United States, and China is preparing to invade Taiwan, with a resulting war with the United States and perhaps three or four other neighbors, including nuclear India, when it moves against Taiwan. Then there are other preparations in the Middle East involving a coming war against Israel. I mentioned to you just this morning an outbreak of, of, of killing at the Egyptian-Israel border. There are preparations in the Middle East involving a coming war against Israel involving Iran and military groups from within Syria, Lebanon, and perhaps involving perhaps Saudi Arabia eventually and Jordan, and by smaller factions even within Israel itself. I speak of uh, Hamas and those groups. In general terms, many significant countries on the planet are gearing up for a war with particular 
goals in mind. But much like two or three regional violent weather storms that begin to converge into one monstrous and destructive superstorm, these regional wars will quickly merge to become the World War Three. These three main areas that I've just mentioned. Again, uh, I, I can't. I don't think we can be one hundred percent dogmatic about specifically what he just said. Yeah, I think there's a, a really good likelihood of that coming. There, there may be more though wars than that, other than just three. When that actually happens. You know, this could happen, this could escalate very, very quickly in the next month. It may be another who knows how long. I'm just not, I'm not one for date setting or being dogmatic about it. It's got to be these three that escalate into this exact same scenario. Maybe, but but again, we're, we're kind of speculating. Hundreds of millions will die in a matter of days. And many injuries. And again, we're speculating there. Okay, so hundreds of millions. Now, he's saying it's going to be nuclear. Uh, <laughs> the thing about that is where I might differ. Maybe it will be. Okay, maybe it will be. But the thing is, is once you start launching nukes, you realize, like, if it's Russia or America or other people that have nukes, they're going to launch theirs. And then, you know, this is mutually assured destruction. This is global thermonuclear nuclear. I, I don't see how you're going to have a nuclear war on this regional base. How, how okay, well, we're going to, uh, I mean, we're going to kind of just soft pedal the nuclear. We're only going to launch one or two, and uh, we're going to just do that. The point I'm trying to make is that if we have all-out global thermonuclear war, and I don't see how once those nukes start flying, it doesn't turn into that. Now, again, not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just thinking out loud here a little bit. Um, nobody's going to be, this world will not be livable, okay, if nukes start flying, most likely, because it's going to escalate, you know. Oh, they're launching their nukes? Well, that's, you know, that's, you know, that's the, uh, their cards are all in at that point when you start launching nuclear warheads um remember the world is a stage world war three's been planned do the globalist elite want to launch a whole bunch of nukes and annihilate gigantic swaths of area and then contaminate the world to the point where it won't even be inhabitable for them or the nephilim because the Bible does predict the Nephilim are coming back. Jesus Christ predicted it, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. So, um, here's another thing to think about regarding that. If you launch all those nukes and you kill hundreds of millions of people or whatever, you're going to quickly escalate into something that is even beyond the book of Revelation. Think about that. You, you are. You're going to be killing billions. Uh, the death toll in Revelation is very, very high. Okay. But I would think if we were going to undergo something that cataclysmic prior to the tribulation, because we're not in that yet, that the Bible would have probably mentioned that. In, in other words, 
further thinking out loud, if you're going to have events that kill hundreds of millions, if not billions of people prior, right prior to the tribulation starting, um, you're going to have things that eclipse what's even talked about in Revelation to a certain regard. Not, not, not everything, obviously, but I'm talking about kill numbers of people killed, potentially. You could have more numbers predicted, more numbers killed prior to the tribulation than even what the tribulation predicts in like Revelation. You would think that the Bible would have mentioned something like that if that is going to be the case. So, you know, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm not. I mean, I don't want to see billions killed prior to the tribulation or hundreds of millions. I'm not saying that that couldn't happen. I would just think if it was going to be that big of a deal, the Bible would have at least mentioned it. And I don't see, yeah, Jesus Christ says wars and rumors of war see, see that you be not troubled. But you're not even into the tribulation yet, is essentially what he's saying there. Earthquakes in diverse places and pestilences. We're, we've been seeing that, you know, obviously. We had the whole COVID scandemic and earthquakes are increasing and wars and rumors of wars. But he doesn't say there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and millions upon millions are going to die during that period, which is the period we're in right now. A lot of deaths are predicted in Revelation, in the Great Tribulation, the second half of the seven-year tribulation. Those are all, you know, predicted primarily in Revelation. So you see, you see my point I'm trying to make with, with all that? So he's saying that this is going to go nuclear. And <laughs> Number one, God's in control. Number two, I don't see Bible for billions or hundreds and hundreds of millions dying could be wrong jesus christ said there's gonna be wars and rumors of wars see that you be not troubled essentially so i don't know i i don't want to get again dogmatic about this is the way it's going to go down it's going to be three three regional wars morphing into this one and then hundreds of millions are going to die it's going to go nuclear i, I don't typically do that type of dogmatic prognostications because if it doesn't happen then you know um you're discredited number one and you went overboard so i have to interject that because that's a really 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 big thing that he just said and he was very dogmatic about it could happen i just would have thought if it did the bible would have told us something about that because that's a big one Hours. Once the use of nuclear weapons is unleashed upon the world, when a country's government goes on to a war footing, it's common people, you and I. You have to understand too. If they launch the nukes, it's just—it's just not the place where they're—they're they're hitting. You've got all the nuclear fallout. You've got to get it into the upper atmospheres. You've got this thing going all over the planet. You've got the the planet. You launch enough nukes, the planet becomes inhabitable. Whereas there's nothing that even talks about that in Revelation to where the planet's going to be in, inhabitable. There's going to be a lot of deaths. There's going to be a lot of bad, bad stuff going down. But this is almost, you, you could quickly escalate to a position of this being something that eclipses the book of Revelation. 
common people need to pay attention and themselves begin serious preparations for the purposes of staying out of the way and surviving, trying to survive what's coming. Yeah, but you can't stay out of the way if there's nuclear fallout everywhere unless unless you've got an underground bunker with um, the specific type of filtration that... But again, in that case, you know, the whole world's basically going to die. Okay, so I hope I made that point. The world today is on an expanding war footing. The term war footing, in case you're not familiar with it or haven't heard it before... I come from a military background. It wasn't a long military background, but it was very, very uh, useful to me. I believe that's why the Lord allowed me to have that. The term war footing is the condition of being prepared to undertake or maintain war. To be ready or preparing to fight a war. A readiness to fight a war. That's war footing. Some self-defense techniques, one that I took when I was a young man. When somebody begins to threaten you physically, there is a particular war stance or fighting stance that you can take that is more stable than if you just stand there going, duh, that's a war footing. You're getting ready for something to happen, and it's in, by taking a war stance or a fighting stance, you're better prepared to be able to stand your ground against somebody that is coming against you. That's what a war footing is about, getting ready. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verses 6 to 8, about these very days, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. We see that now every day, every day. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And he doesn't say, wars and rumors of wars, see ye be not troubled. That's where we're at right now. It doesn't say there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and like half the population is going to be wiped out and um, the planet's going to be inhabitable, which is, you go thermonuclear on any type of scale. Remember, it's just, it's, the nukes and the radiation getting up into the upper atmosphere being taken by the, um, uh, you know, the jet stream and that deposited all over the planet. So that's, that's why he said, be not troubled. We're in the initial birth pang phase. Okay. Um, and, and that's where, where I would differ with him on that. Now, you know, he, this is i'm trying to look at this biblically okay and contrasting what he's saying with what i'm saying you know you make up your own mind what sounds more biblical to you um but i i mean that's such a gigantic subject that's so serious what he just said i i can't just sit and say nothing about it for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Right, the beginnings. Now, you know that I am no stranger on the issue of preparing our families and homes for very serious trouble in our country in the physical realm. We've talked for many years 
You should have non-perishable food at home and some stored water and other kinds of things that you know you really need if suddenly things shut down for some period of time. I've been over that and over that and over that till you're blue in the face. I hope you've taken that advice. So you know I'm no stranger to this issue. If you are an adult with access to even modest amounts of disposable money, that means after your legitimate bills are paid, you have some left that you can do anything you want to. That's called disposable money in the financial realm. If you are an adult with access to even modest amounts of disposable money, you are responsible according to God's Word. Responsible. Or in other words, responsible. You are able to respond properly if you will, but do it. You are responsible, according to God's word, to do something regularly to store up non-perishable food, some water, and other kinds of needed items for yourself and family if you have one. These are not times. Where we're living today are not times to be squandering your money on things that are of no lasting value or will help you get through some tough, tough times. Listen to what God's Word says about our responsibility. 1 Timothy 5.8 If any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. That's a really serious thing to say. And yet, Christian homes throughout our country today are not prepared in the least for any kind of trouble. Any kind of a, uh, a break in the usual, even. Let alone something that's far lasting. We're to prepare. Proverbs chapter 6, at verse 6, 7, and 8, the Proverbs uh, says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. In some cases, that's a fitting title. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which, the ant, having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. I've said this before. Someone once said, the ant has one thing on their mind in the summer. Winter. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3. I've used this. A dozen, dozen times over the years. A prudent man foreseeth the evil. You see it coming because you're paying attention. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, or hideth himself from it. Another place the Lord said, Come hide yourself until the indignation be past. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Now, Having said these things about the trouble ahead for us, under the title of war footing, I'm going to move into a different dimension on the issue of war. There is coming the nightmarish and surreal physical dimension of war that we will have to cope with very soon. But a more threatening consideration is the spiritual dimension of warfare that we also face as genuine Christians. The pretend Christians are going to fall away. It won't take long at all. Those that don't have a secure faith in Jesus and know His Word, it won't take long for them to be confused and fall away. But for those that are serious, genuine Christians, 
there is a spiritual dimension of warfare coming that we need to be ready for. You and I must become hypersensitive to the spiritual military action that is forming against us as the true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. As in the natural realm, there are spiritual preparations that must be made if we are each to each endure, if we to our each endure to the end of our appointed time, according to God's plan for our lives. You've heard me say often, there are many believers that will not endure to the end of their appointed time for reasons I'll mention here in just a minute. If we do not endure to the end of our appointed time, we might be overcome by the spiritual warfare against us and either fail in our faith, completely fail, be lost, or we will not fail in our faith to be saved, but will be unprepared to rely on God and believe His Word. And there- I really apologize for this wind stuff. Um, they're also also too close to the you'll hear other voices in there but the wind stuff i have no idea i'm sometimes it's like that sometimes it's not um but i i it's not on my end it's it's i'm really just trying to get this info out just you know so for your edification bye not obey his voice in the critical direction he gives with the consequence of our physical lives ending sooner than God planned and we go to heaven early. A lot of people are going to go to heaven early because they're not listening to God. They don't hear him. They're not watching the signs like the word teaches us to. They're going to be stuck in the cities, especially when God says, move now. And instead the bombs drop or other things happen and they're all killed. They have the faith to go to heaven, but they didn't have the developed faith and relationship with God to hear Him say, Leave now. Go here. Go there. Again, war footing. Except in the spiritual realm. War footing. The condition of being prepared to undertake and maintain spiritual warfare. Yes, even you. To be prepared and ready to fight spiritual battles. A readiness to fight a war that is against the powers of darkness. You can't see them, but they're there. A readiness to fight a war that is against the powers of darkness and to be an overcomer according to God's intention for your and my life. You see, God has a has a plan that we either work to or we don't. We either we either wrestle against it and we don't want any part of it or we do our best to hear what He wants, see what He wants, follow what He wants, and we go where He wants in our life. For those that do that, they stay to God's plan. There's an appointed time when we'll die. God will say, okay, your life is done. You've accomplished what I wanted. It's time for you to come home and we, we go. But there's so many that aren't living according to God's plan. And because of disobedience or ignorance of the word, or they don't hear the voice of the Lord giving them direction, they will die sooner. Because they didn't listen to God and His word. They didn't live their complete appointed time. You need to believe me that this is true. And it will involve you. 
Believe the word in what it says in just these few places. Let me read you some examples of the fact that spiritual warfare is rising against you and me and it will come here and hit us right in the face. Now, either we'll be ready for it or we will not. Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 and 5. Jesus answered their question about what will the signs of the end be and what's going to happen. Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, trick you. That can involve trick you into going to sleep. Spiritually sleeping. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. And shall deceive many. He talks about deception three or four times in Matthew 24. It's a very serious problem. At verse 9, Jesus says, They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. Now, is that spiritual warfare? Sometimes acted through their human agents? Of course it is. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. That's rising even now in our country. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another. He's talking about those in the family of God. Many shall be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. I don't know if that's necessarily just the family of God. Where does it say that? I mean, it could be your own family. I mean, Jesus Christ said, Think, I, think not I come to break peace, but a sword. The, uh, the, your enemies will be of that of your own household. Mother against daughter. So in that regard, you would have an unsaved mother against a um, maybe saved daughter. So I, I don't think it's necessarily, you know, a, a, a true body of Christ Christian shouldn't be betraying one another. If you have the Holy Spirit living inside you, if, if that's, I'm not saying you walk around in sinless perfection either, but I, I don't really agree with those that would call themselves Christians kind of in name only. Um, yeah, absolutely. I can see them. 100% betraying but I don't think this will come from true Christians in the body of Christ doing it because I mean that's not very good <laughs> spiritual fruit really for a true Christian to be betraying others in the body of Christ within our own natural families and because iniquity that's believer's sin because iniquity shall abound no the- that's not necessarily just believers that's iniquity in general Iniquity within society is going to be a far greater thing to worry about than the iniquity of a true born-again Christian. Now, a Christian in name only that's just going and playing pretend, you know, Christianity. Yeah, I, I, I get that, but... Love of many shall wax cold. You'll no longer love. You'll not have it in you to love. But he that shall endure unto the end, that means stick to it, not give up, not give in. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. He said in Luke chapter 22, at verse 31, he said this to Simon, and he says this to us today. This was the night he was betrayed. Listen to what he says to Simon. A very dark, dark hour, both physically and spiritually. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, Behold, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as we. He wants to come on, come down on you like a load of bricks and destroy you if he can. That's the word the Holy Spirit says to us, both through the word and through the things that we're seeing going on now today. 
Simon, Satan hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3. Paul wrote, Let no man deceive you. There's that word deception again. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, the day of the Lord, except there come a falling away first. People leaving their faith in God. People leaving the true church and defecting to the enemy. There shall come falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the Antichrist, the son of perdition. We're very, very near that now. Daniel chapter 11 at verses 31 and 33. Daniel's talking about the Antichrist where he says, The arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice. That will be in Jerusalem on the Temple Mount. They shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that make a desolate. Jesus made reference to that in Matthew 24. When you see this happen, run! Run to the mountains. You're in danger. Leave! And so many people will not hear that. And they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. Verse 33. But listen to this. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. There will be those in the true church that are saying, Watch! Listen! Look! Here's what it says! Here's what we see! And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet they, many of the people, shall fall by the sword and by flame, by captivity and by spoil many days. A lot of us are going to be killed for our faith. We are either killed for our faith or we give it over to the Antichrist and we lose our souls forever. Revelation chapter 12 at verse 9. And the great dragon was cast out, the old, that old serpent called the devil and Satan that deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. That means he was thrown down to the earth with his angels and he was restricted to the earth. Right now they have freedom to move to the second heaven and other, other places. But when this happens, he will be cast down to the earth and they will be stuck on the earth. They won't be able to leave or go anywhere. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation. When this happens, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren, that's what Satan means, the adversary, the accuser of you and I. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them, them as us, before our God day and night. But listen to this wonderful thing. And they, they as us, during these last days, they overcame him. This is spiritual warfare. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Yes, amen. The shed blood of Jesus. Amen. And by the word of their testimony. Yes, that word testimony, by the way, is martus which is where we get the word martyrdom. They overcame Him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. I will die before I serve the Antichrist. I will die before I take the mark. I will die before I betray my brothers and sisters in Christ. 
verse 17. Uh, again, I'm speaking to the things that are telling us that we're going to face spiritual warfare and natural warfare. Uh, verse 17, And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. Who is the remnant of her seed? Those which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That needs to be you and I. One more passage, Revelation chapter 13, 16 and 17. This is warfare. And he, the Antichrist, and he causeth all, worldwide, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, he causeth all to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. This is either to force you into his camp and you lose your soul forever or to cause you to starve to death if you don't have the faith to say, Lord, we're hungry. We'll take some manna. We'll have some quail. Lord, there's a big rock over there. We're thirsty. You can do it any way you want to. We need to have the faith to be able to do that and not worry about buying or selling in that beast system. There's people today in the false church, the institutional church, saying, you know what? God will forgive you if you take the mark of the beast so that you can feed your family. That is a lie from the very lips of Satan to the ears of those that have no no idea what the Word of God says. You take the mark, you go to the lake of fire. No man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Do you understand the need for you and me and all true followers of Jesus to move right now from a peacetime and prosperous lifestyle to a war economy and footing? Can you begin to see that? In peacetime, we make cars and computers and nice clothes. We saw this before World War II. Textile factories everywhere making all kinds of nice things that we would have for ourselves and our countrymen and send them abroad. Peacetime. But under threat of war, and then when actual war happens, an economy instead makes uniforms and boots, bullets and tanks. And military aircraft and their bombs. We saw that in World War II. Women went to work in bomb factories. In aircraft building factories. Why women? The men were all overseas fighting. In peacetime we make such things. But when an economy moves to a wartime, everything changes. That's my point. That's in the natural The physical war that is about to break forth upon the earth is the result of a spiritual war that is unseen but already well underway. World War III is the catalyst, the thing that sparks something. What is it that it's going to spark? Mark my words. World War III is the catalyst for the blatant and open warfare against all humanity, but especially all Jews and the blood-bought people of God. The true church must, right now, shift from life as usual to a life under fire 
under fire in both physical and the spiritual realms. I believe the predicted, Jesus predicted it, quote, beginning of sorrows is soon to give way to great tribulation as the end of a very short nuclear war is set for one man with answers to step out of the shadows and into full view of the world. In other words, when this nuclear war breaks out, it won't take long. How could the world survive more than a few days or a couple of weeks of nuclear war? That's how quick it'll happen and how soon it'll be over. And then guess who... <laughs> but it won't be over. <laughs> You're going to be dealing with, you know nuclear fallout that has a half-life of you know 500 years or something and this is why i'm just like if you really thought this out because there's going to be nobody on the planet in that scenario for the tribulation period to transpire we're still going to be you know if we have nuclear clouds and fallout that's that doesn't just go away that that's years and years and years of that so, something to think about. Steps out on the world stage who's been there all along. The Antichrist. That could be in 30 days from and, and I don't, I don't mean to like, I'm not trying to attack this guy. I'm just saying, I've heard that. And the points I'm interjecting, I've heard that in other sermons, in preachings and things of this nature and i'm just kind of like thinking out loud i'm like okay but let's compare this to the bible and see what the bible says in 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 does the bible heavily indicate that we're going to have this you know event where half the population is going to be gone or millions of men, and in where we're going to be dealing with the after effects of it because that would last way into the tribulation and afterward type of thing so i don't know we'll see or longer, but that's how close we are getting when the threat of nuclear war, world war, happens. That's his trigger point to step out and say, hey, I got some answers. Right, and I, I agree. Follow me. Little by little, he draws all the population away that doesn't know any better. Eventually, they're all taking the mark of the beast, and at some point, they will all perish. We need to know and understand those things, be on a war footing, and be ready to account for our faithfulness to God in and through these terrible, terrible times. What am I asking of you when I say we must now shift to a spiritual war footing? I give these to you as I close. Oops, pages are backwards. As I'm talking to you about war footing. Nine recommendations. Number one, going on a war footing. You probably can't jot these down fast enough, but I do hope that you'll listen to the MP3 or the YouTube on preparing for Amos 8.11 as many times as you want. Nine recommendations on shifting to a spiritual war footing. Number one, learn of and understand the devil's plans against you and your family. 
if you know what they are, you begin to see them rising before you and say, that's what the Bible said. Learn of and understand the devil's plans against you and your family, both by considering daily news reports, but especially by reading and rereading portions of the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. Read Daniel, or, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 24, Mark chapter 13, and Luke chapter 21. They all address our day and time. And don't forget to read Revelation chapter 6 through 14, which is the seals and trumpets of great tribulation. Actually, the seals are time of sorrows. The trumpets and beyond are great tribulation. So again, I encourage you, learn of and understand what's to look for from Daniel, Matthew 24, Luke 13, Luke uh, 21, and Matthew 13. Uh, boy, oh boy, I'm messing this up. Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, and Revelation 6 to 14. These things are relevant to our very days and near future. Number two of my recommendations, shifting to a spiritual war footing. Pay attention to the spiritual road signs. Look at the subtle advance warnings of danger that is... Okay, now he said something there real, real quick. He said, I think the seals and trumpets are time of sorrows. And the other are great tribulation. I've never heard that before. I haven't. So, again, we're gleaning here. We're not being... I'm not endorsing everything coming out. I'm more trying to lay down the spiritual groundwork uh, for prepping for the days and times that we're in and going into. So just, you know, bear that in mind. Aimed at you and me, which would be such things as the government speaking against the righteous. They're doing that now, and it's getting worse. Rapidly rising food prices and such, dwindling foods and needed products on store shelves, and the accelerating, especially the accelerating revolt of the wicked in our own country. We need to recognize the rising trouble for what danger that it is to you and me. Pay attention. Shifting to a spiritual war footing number three. Be mindful for yourself. Of yourself. Be mindful of unusually vivid dreams. Oftentimes, the Lord will give a person a dream and it's very vivid. I mean, there's colors and there's sounds and there's smells and such detail that you don't normally have. And you usually remember it after you wake up. I don't know about you, but I'll dream six, seven, eight, ten times a night. And that's no exaggeration. And I'll wake up and within 30 seconds, I can't remember a thing. It's like... Water splashes in and washes all of it away. But if you have a very vivid dream, pay attention to it. Even get up perhaps and write it down. Be mindful of unusually vivid dreams or the meaning of unusual developments in your life. Well, that's strange. I wonder why that happened or what, what this is about. Well, think about it. Consider it. Or maybe uh, be mindful of a strong sense that you have. You need to do something. Call somebody. Don't go there. Leave now or something like that. Spend time each day looking to the Lord for intuitive guidance. You know, they've all, people always talk about a lady's intuition, a mother's intuition especially. You can have intuition. In fact, Watchman Nee teaches that intuition, a, a, a sharp intuition, is the gift to a born-again one of your human spirit. 
respect intuition. Spend time each day looking to the Lord for intuitive guidance, for special instructions or warnings. Number four, even more important in value and effectiveness than are your spiritual, your physical guns and bullets. More effective are your physic than your physical guns and bullets during the wars in these last days is your knowledge of and belief of the written word of God. You need to know it and believe it. Someone, there was a bumper sticker many years ago. God's word sa- says it. I believe it. That settles it. God's word says it. I believe it. That settles it. That needs to be our stand. Read the Word, understand it, and trust it completely. Even more important than physical guns and bullets during the wars of these last days, both physical and spiritual, is your knowledge and belief of the written Word of God. Read it. Grow your faith by it. That's Romans chapter 10. By faith, uh, by the Word, we are grown in our faith. And it's only in doing these things, it's only in doing so, you will be able to ask for the protection and provision of God and have them. You get it no other way. Our spiritual military weapons are declaring and then standing on the Word of God that you know. It's effective against both things of a physical war and also the spiritual attacks against us. The Word of God, uh, James says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. There's no better to resist the devil. I mean, at least say, get away from me, devil, in Jesus' name. But if you can quote Scripture too... Boy, he hates to hear that and he will run. Our spiritual military weapons are declaring and then standing on the the known word of God, effective against both things of a physical war and also of spiritual attacks against us. Using the name of Jesus by faith, proclaiming the power of his shed blood, are our personal nuclear options. You have a nuclear option where spiritual warfare is concerned, and that's the name of Jesus and the power of His shed blood against the enemy who by it was defeated. The enemy defeated. But if you don't know enough to say it and believe it, well, you figure it out. Shifting to our spiritual war fitting number five, number six. I'm sorry, number five. A war footing includes staying alert in both the physical realm each day, but also spiritually alert. Kind of some of the things I've already touched on. A military. A military has a defense alert system of levels. Level 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. In our country, we have what they call DEFCONs. DEFCON 5 is peacetime. DEFCON 1 is war. We are at war. Bombs are falling. If we're at DEFCON 1, war is going on. A military has defense alert levels ranging from peacetime security all the way up to open and destructive warfare. We need, you and I need, to move from peacetime green, spiritually speaking, we need to move from peacetime green, past yellow, to bright orange. And be prepared for red alert, those red alert times of real danger, that we must stand up and defend ourselves and our loved ones, spiritually, even into the physical realm. 
Number six, allow yourself to be trained by the Holy Spirit to recognize and obey His voice. Yes, amen. He could speak to uh, probably 99 Christians out of 100 today and they'd never recognize His voice. You need to ask Him, help me to hear Your voice. Help me to know when it's Your voice. We just sang the song minutes ago. Trust and obey. There is no other way. Train, allow yourself to be trained by the Holy Spirit. Ask Him to. He will. Yes. To recognize and obey His voice. His spoken voice, either by the Word that you know. He'll use the Word to speak to you. Either by the Word that you know. And by His real-time instructions or warnings can be there for you when you need to hear them. Someone recently said this. This is so profound. So simple. For these last days. Someone recently said this. Quote, Our many deliverances. You want to be delivered from physical and spiritual issues? Our many deliverances during these dangerous times ahead depend on our obedience. You want to be delivered? Obey. What God says. Deliverance requires obedience. That's why I say so many in the cities that are believers won't obey when the Holy Spirit nudges them and says, you need to get out of town. They don't recognize His voice and they won't do it. Deliverance from such things requires obedience. Obey and be delivered from trouble or an early death. Or, ignore the voice of the Lord and either be deceived and lost by the lies and deceptions and lying signs and wonders of the Antichrist and the devil. Obey and be delivered from trouble or an early grave. Or, ignore the voice of the Lord and either be deceived and lost. Or, your physical life ended and your heavenly home going sooner than God planned because you had the faith to be saved. But nothing else. Number seven. Ask the Lord to grant and develop to you the spiritual gifts or the callings called out in the Word. Ask the Lord to grant and develop the spiritual gifts or callings He desires you to be used in during these last days. You want to look those things up? Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You want to see more gifts, spiritual gifts, of those that God would like to give you one or more of? Look at Romans chapter 12. If you want to see what the callings and offices are of the church, look at Ephesians chapter 4. And He will show you the kinds of things He wants to activate in the lives of true believers in these last days for the edification of the church and the help of others. I say again, ask the Lord to grant and develop the spiritual gifts or callings He desires you to be used in for these last days and exercise them by the leading of His Spirit. Such things are acts of obedient faith. A week or two ago you heard tongues and interpretations. A very excellent word from the Lord. For you to speak in any of the spiritual speaking gifts, requires obedience and faith. Some people say, well, Lord, I need to know the whole message before I even say the first word. That's not faith. I need to know, Lord, send it to me in writing so I don't get it wrong. That's not faith. 
Oh, you may make mistakes at first. And that's okay. But the more you exercise the spiritual gift that God gives you, or the calling. The callings are apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, and teacher. And I don't have all of those. As far as I know, I am a teacher. But ask the Lord. He'll give you a gift or an anointing to serve the church in a uh, church office. And then begin to use that as you sense the Lord having you to. If you need help, speak to me. I will help you. He wants to use His people in these last days. Number eight, prepare yourself to be a witness to others that have become very frightened. I say that all the time, Lord. People are going to be scared almost to death when these things begin to happen. They're going to want answers. They're going to want to understand what's going on. And we have the answers. We- yeah, and that's um, <laughs> that's almost the essence for why this ministry exists to a certain extent is just for that. Because I saw in my time in the church, both Pentecostal, Charismatic, um, Baptist, Independent Baptist, Independent Fundamental, King James Only Baptist, uh, I saw a lot of questions. I saw a lot of things on the horizon. You know, the, the stuff I report on, uh, have been reporting on since about 2005, that was not being addressed in the church. And so many people in the church because they've never been educated on these matters are going to be caught totally flat-footed and um, they're going to be totally ignorant of Satan's devices and potentially destroyed for lack of knowledge. So that relates to this point he's making. We need to be ready to share them as the Lord leads us to. Prepare yourself to be a witness to others that have become very frightened by the events ahead or what's already happening. Prepare to be a witness as the Lord leads. Do not be too timid (coughs) to offer understanding by the Word and hope through Jesus Christ. If you can, offer to pray for them. Yesterday I was standing at the local grocery store. A man was there in a wheelchair that I've come to know or be acquainted with. He's crippled and he's got issues and he was telling the clerk about some things that had happened at the place where he lives and he turned to me and started telling me about it and I looked at him there was a line of people standing there and the clerk was waiting and I said would you like me to pray for you and he said yes I would I laid hands on him and prayed for him that spoke to the clerk who's a Hindu and that spoke to the people standing behind them Especially the the words that I had to say about our Almighty God and His Son, Jesus Christ. Prepare yourself to be a witness to others. And as the Lord leads, open your mouth and He will fill it. Lastly, which really is a summary phrase. To shift into spiritual war footing, one summary phrase. Pay attention. Christians, it is a matter of either Luke chapter 17 or Daniel chapter 11. Listen to these two passages. It's either one or the other. Which one will you be? I hope not the first one. 
But this is the way it will be for those that claim to be Christians. It will be one or the other as these days begin to unfold. Luke chapter 17 and verse 26. Jesus said, And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. That's our day. And you look back at the days of Noah. Just look at what was going on in Genesis 6. Now, he's not going to get into that, but uh, I really believe if you look at specifically the days of Noah, Genesis 6, you know, that's uh, that's something that we need to be aware of. They did eat. They drank. They married wives. They were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. What do you think Noah did for a hundred years while building the ark? He was a preacher of righteousness. He was telling them what was coming and they needed to repent. They said, ah, look at that old man. Building a boat? We're nowhere near water. He's crazy. They didn't care. They didn't pay attention. They all drowned. Jesus said, they did all these things until the day Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, verse 28, also as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. They either had no idea because they weren't paying attention or they'd heard for so long, they'd heard Noah's preaching, or maybe those in Sodom saw the angels come and visit Lot that evening and knew something was up, and instead of being there to have sexual promiscuity and filthiness and wickedness, they should have been there to say, what's, what's happening? Are Christians going to be like this? All of these things happen and they didn't know what was coming? It's their own fault. Or, are you going to be like this? Daniel 11 and verse 31. I read part of this to you. The Antichrist talking about, And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and they shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But, is this, is this going to describe you and me? But, the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits in the name of Jesus by the power of the living God. I added that part. They didn't know that back then. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits and they that understand among the people shall instruct many. You can be a teacher. You can help others understand what's going on in the world that's in the Bible. We're here. This is what you need to do, friend, neighbor, co-worker, co classmate. This is what you need to do to ensure that you, when you die, will go to heaven. Some will, some won't. And they that understand among the people shall instruct many. And, Revelation 12:11, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. 
Today's exhortation is about your and your family's help, protection, and deliverance. In the midst of the physical and spiritual wars even now, today, developing against the true people of God. Today is about the need for you and me to raise our physical and spiritual alert levels and make needed preparations in both realms to do what many will not do. They will not live through great tribulation. For the people that survived the coming nuclear war and the invasions of foreign militaries, even more than all the physical preparations, one's spiritual readiness is the key. One's spiritual readiness is the key for both the spiritual and the uh, physical realm. One's spiritual readiness is the key to enduring to the end of your and my appointed full time upon the earth. Luke chapter 21, verse 34, Jesus said this to us. Take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged, overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares. The surfeiting, that's the pronunciation. That's basically like partying type thing. This life, and so that day come upon you unawares. Just like it did the flood. Just like mm-hmm. it did the fire and brimstone from heaven. Right. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. Watch ye therefore. Amen. Pay attention. And pray always. Stay in fellowship with God. When your mind is not occupied in things that need to be taken care of, slip back into fellowship with God. That's praying always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape. That term also means to flee away from, to be uh, escorted away from, protected from. Pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, What is he saying here? Take heed, watch therefore, and pray. That is a war footing that he's calling us to. Starting right now. If you're not doing some of the things that I've... These nine points, these eight, nine points that I've talked you through, listen to the tape. If you need me to, I'll make you a CD. Get these things going in your life so that you are ready to stand by faith. Join me standing. Lord, we do thank you for your word today. It is timely. Of course it is. Lord, give us ears to hear for days. Let this echo in our heart for days that we would get it into our hearts, Lord, thoroughly. That it would take root and produce fruitfulness. The kind of fruitfulness these eight and nine points suggested we need to have as we prepare for physical and spiritual war against our lives. Lord, I ask that you would anoint this word to hit the target of those that have yet to hear it. And for these or those that would listen to it again and again, Lord, would you help them to catch more and more of that which is important for their life, their families, I pray. I thank you, Father, O God, for your word. Your written word and the word that you give 
those that you've called into certain ministries to proclaim. We bless you today, O oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we have that. And again, a lot of just really good points to just keep in our minds, um, to be reminded of this type of stuff. And, and really, the remainder of the study, we're looking at a lot. I mean, he was talking more about the physical wars coming, but there's so many different attacks. There's so many different wars really against us, so many deceptions um, <clears throat> let's just get right into it. All of South Quebec simultaneously erupted in flames. These are the Canadian fires. They just happened to all start at the same exact time. And you can prove that on satellite views. So this is going to get into that. During the biggest fire catastrophe in Canadian history, on June 2nd, there were over 100 forest fires in Quebec with 10 of them out of control. The province's fire prevention agency says it only has the ability to fight 30 fires. This massive outbreak of fires was captured by longtime geological watchdog YouTube channel, Dutch Sensei. Here's last night, here's today. It's, ju it's just du Dutch Sense is how, how you, uh, if you're trying to find him online. All of Southeast Quebec just caught on fire, guys. All of it. Insane. Insane. Look at that. So he's showing you the back and forth of the satellite view. And if you expand the, the picture, you'll actually see all of a sudden all these different forest fires um, just all of a sudden crop up. They're not in the same spot. They're, they're scattered. This was literally a coordinated... Um, attack a war like we were talking about except this is a war against you know the people and um, <clears throat> they all started at the same time the whole thing right wow all at once wow I mean that is just mind-blowing <laughs> you if you can watch this video it is absolutely insane they started I mean, at the exact same time, all at once, and there were many, many of them over a very large area. Michael Janich of the Dutch Sensei Channel has been monitoring earthquakes and other geological activity for years, successfully predicting earthquakes and issuing warnings when the USGS won't. Janich has often reported on fires that break out along the edge of the plate craton or fires that break out around volcanoes. All the way across central Mexico from over here, following all the way across over to here. All fires, all at once, all yesterday, not normal. We don't normally see this. So that being said, I want to just show you what's there and we'll just go zoom in from over here all the way across to here. Let's just zoom in in the middle. Well, we could start over on the left side. Now, this is in Mexico middle you'll see a bunch of little dots on the ground as i zoom in you'll see they're changed from dots to actual volcanoes these are all volcanoes every single one of these the big ones and the small ones and he's captured images of what appears to be directed energy weapons oh, yeah. Yeah. sparking california wildfires in 2020 <laughs> but we the reported on that many times just 
You can key directed energy weapons or DEWS, D-E-W-S, probably apostrophe S. Um, that's another way that they can create these fires instantaneously. Fires from last week were not along the edge of the craton or near a volcano, as far as we know. The only other explanations would be that it was man-made and there was no sign of a directed energy weapon. It's not just a Canadian forest fire problem anymore. I'm going to have to... Yeah, now, we're talking beyond coordinated man-made fires. We're talking, like, you know, coordinated down to the minute. Okay, it's go time. You've got all your different satanic minions, whether these are the Chinese that are over there, whether these are just black ops, soul-to-Satan-type people, whether they're Antifa types, I don't know. But... They must have all had really good communications because they, they started these at the same time and that can be verified from the uh, satellite views. Hey guys, it looks like you got a problem going on up there that might be related to, I don't know. And what? by doing that, what they can do is overwhelm any type of firefighting. But but from what I'm hearing, the, the firefighters, a lot of the firefighting has been told to stand down. I think they're going to get into that here too. Uh, so when you're lighting... You know, potentially hundreds of fires at once. It's a it's a real easy way to overwhelm whatever firefighting mechanism you have in place, and that was a gigantic part of the plan. What do you think? You think that these fires might be related to I don't know. What do you think? Terrorism, directed energy weapon, war, the Russians, Chinese, what? Our, ourselves? Yeah. All the above? Whatever. This level? You're going to burn out everybody? You're going to burn out all the na natural wildlife and everything? Come on, man. Even if you're an anarchist or something, come on, guys. Look, dude, I don't see you burning down the Federal Reserve. Not that you want to. I'm not telling you to. I didn't say that. There was evidence of arson in the American West Coast wildfires. And U.S. climate czar John Kerry just called out for his instinct rebellion mob to be more militant. We have to fight on multiple fronts simultaneously. This is the biggest organizational effort that I think we have faced, um, certainly since World War II, but perhaps ever. We gotta push more. We gotta be more militant, maybe. Just like California and Australia, these fires will be blamed on cow farts and human civilization. The captured government of Canada is telling the people to stay out of the woods. They are ignoring volunteer firemen and asking Trudeau for the military and foreign workers to rebuild. The New World Order needs an excuse to lock us down yeah. one more time. And this could so be it. We're going to start the fires. We're going to create, we're going to have all these basically e echo terrorists starting these fires coordinated. I mean, they've all got their, their whatever coordination. And then we're going to not let. The Canadian firefighters or let a very few of them go into it. We're going to overload the system anyway. And then we can give you the solution, problem reaction solution, which is, you know, lock down the planet. This is all Mother Gaia grieved over, you know, man. And um, therefore, we just have to give up all of our rights and, and submit to whatever Satan tells us. Burning people out of their homes is an old tactic used for stealing their land. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, so we have that one. Uh, let's go further here. Now, the next one, uh, similar, but these are giving you a little bit more information. They're not very long. Arson-driven wildfires being used as a catalyst for 
Canadian FEMA, meaning they're setting up their own version of, uh, of FEMA, evidently. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to this one. During the most catastrophic forest fires in all of Canadian history, experienced local firefighters are being sidelined. Retired forestry technician Peter McIsaac put together an experienced team of firefighters, contacted the government, and offered to volunteer their support. As things progressed last week and buildings were burning and, and uh, people were being evacuated, I realized that, can that uh, Nova Scotia had a resource of retired uh, technical staff that were experts at fighting fire. I called some of these guys up and I put together a crack team. On the first team I put together, we had close to 200 years of experience of fighting fires here in the, at the Acadia region and our own government passed over an opportunity to hire a team of professionals to come in and help them. Our team stayed on standby hoping that we'd get a call all week and that call never came. So if you lost your house and fires remained out of control, when a politician looks you in the eye and says, we did everything we could, the line to your face. While the government lets Canada burn, they blame climate change. But other than all the fires, nothing significant. I mean, this really is that bad. This really is that satanic. They're committing, you know, I, I, who knows how many people were murdered as a result of this. I mean, not being able to get out of harm's way when you like that many at the same time, that's bound to happen. Who knows how many animals have been slaughtered in the most horrific way uh, through fires. And then the, the land scorched, the trees are, are gone. I mean, not to say things wouldn't eventually grow back, but it's just, it's just so evil and satanic. Changed. And the massive amount of wildfires just started a few years ago. So what happened? So they're showing a graph here. Canadian Wildland Fire Information System. And they're showing... The amount of wildfires in um, the last, really from mm, 2000 and 2020, 2020 wasn't as, I, I, that was their, there wasn't a lot. They probably didn't have an agenda they were trying to push, but 2016, 2022, 2019, 2018, 2017, 2021 have all been, I mean, really 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 bad and then now in 2023 it's going to eclipse every one of those other years it's already almost done that and um according to this graph and this is from you know the canadian government over 90 percent of wildfires are caused by humans and many of them are intentional which is known as arson during the surge of wildfires along the west coast of the united states a few years ago Several people were arrested for arson, including a 41-year-old man who admitted to starting 11 fires. Security cameras show people's houses being set on fire. A homeowner caught an arsonist dressed in all black. And a member of black-clad terrorist organization Antifa was arrested for arson in Washington state. Just months before the 2020 wildfires, Extinction Rebellion published a poster with a burning forest and the words, declare a climate emergency. Right. So it's their call to arms. So they're um, these disgusting, demon-possessed vessels of Satan are, 
you know, think this is good. They think that anything they can do to evidently create anarchy and chaos and wickedness is a good thing. You know, because they call evil good and good evil. And in Canada, in 2021, a woman was charged with 32 counts of arson connected to numerous wildfires in northeast Alberta. Last year in British Columbia, a 42-year-old woman was arrested and charged with four counts of arson. And this year, there is much more in Alberta. It's total insanity. RCMP are searching for a suspect after a fire broke out in Grand Prairie. The suspected arsonist was reportedly wearing all black. The RCMP's serious crime branch, the Forestry Crimes Unit, have been investigating multiple wildfires and arsons. And a 29-year-old man has been charged with 10 counts of arson. In Nova Scotia, the RCMP believe at least three of the fires in Pictou County were arson. Satellite imagery shows that on June 2nd, most of Southeast Quebec went up in flames at the same time, which demonstrates a highly coordinated arson attack. Somewhere between Wyoming and California, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate reportedly disappeared from a train. Ammonium nitrate can be used as an explosive, and it can also be used as an accelerant. On its own, ammonium nitrate will not burn under a flame, but mix it with sawdust, and it quickly ignites and burns everything it can. And now the federal government of Canada is creating a special national disaster response agency, their very own FEMA. They create the problem, and your reaction demands that they provide a solution. Reporting for InfoWars. Yeah, so we have that. Um, and then another another aspect of this, Canadian false, a fire false flag, they're prepping us for climate lockdowns, because we haven't got into that point so far. Okay, so I'm starting a little bit into the video. He's already covered the stuff you've already heard, but this is some information that heavily relates to the subject um, that is also very important. But it's very important um, to understand, you know, the the connections here, which are clear and, and, and they're cut and paste, essentially. Um, you know, people will always say, oh, that's conspiracy theory. Well, but why does it always work out exactly as it seems to perfectly match up with, you know, the problem reaction solution kind of scenario? It, it, they always have something ready for what's what's about to happen. And usually it's like, well, they got the injections ready back in 2019. Hmm, interesting how that happened. <laughs> but, of course, we already know all that's a fraud. They're moving into the next big thing, which is climate lockdowns with CBDCs attached to carbon credit scores, attached to 15-minute cities, where, like I just saw in places like Oxford in the United Kingdom, which I reported on the ground, and again, that documentary is coming up as soon as I can get all of it together and get it fully funded. I still have more interviews to do. But um, what I saw was these bollards going up and down the street, and they say that you can't leave your neighborhood more than 100 times a year without permission. And if you if you do that, you're going to be charged a fortune, and your score is going to go lower, and it's going to potentially lead to fines and possibly arrest. And, of course, they're going to be stepping that up a lot more into the future. I'm currently in Amsterdam, uh, which is behind me here. And here in Amsterdam, they just banned... Um, for 2025, you know, any vehicle traffic in the center, any buses, taxis, private vehicles, uh, boats, etc., 
and the only way to get around it is to get some kind of permit that's going to be attached to some kind of carbon credit score. This is all stuff that we were called conspiracy theorists for talking about a long time ago, but now it's here. And now I see these fires in Canada. There's arsonists across the board. Most of these black bloc and Antifa people tend to be CIA agents, as we same with ISIS, same with all these groups. And then what happens next? You have a fire, you burn some ammonium nitrate, kind of like in the World Trade Center, you have an explosion go off, and you and then it hits a thermite, and the thermite reacts, and then the columns go down. It's the same thing, but in nature. And there's no way, looking at that footage from the, uh, from the sky of all those fires starting, that they all started at the same time naturally. How do you have fires? Do you know how big Quebec is? Do you know how huge that province is? Now, it's in every province in Canada has a fire right now, uh, several at least. But in Quebec, this footage of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, all of them at the exact same time happening, in many cases, many, many hundreds of miles away, simultaneously in the same minute. Come on. How stupid does one have to be to actually believe that? It is manufactured. It's at the perfect timing for their climate lockdowns look at china they had their zero covid policy which is the litmus test for covid or for uh, carbon lockdowns for zero carbon policies quote unquote and they have been implementing it into our bank accounts they're bringing in cbdc's they're doing all the things that one would to prepare for something like this and then they need the crisis they need the crisis my friends and it looks as though they're creating it right before our eyes. Oh, well, it's climate change, which, you know, there's no evidence ever of. And, you know, fires are supposed to happen. It's actually good for the soil and all that kind of stuff. But th that's not the point. You know, volcanoes give off the vast majority of so-called carbon, and we need carbon to live. Their real battle is with carbon-based life forms, like you, like me. Right. That is our biggest issue, and that's what they're going We're going to talk about carbon here very soon. And that's what we need to understand going forward. This is a war on humanity, and if there's a war on humanity, the solution is to be more human, be more empathetic, be more conscious, be more independent, be more free. It all comes down to everyone watching. Never mention a Jesus Christ or, you know, that type of thing. It's man-centered. Today. So I urge people to, as we see this push for 15-minute cities, and as we see these control collapses happen, as we see every bit of evidence pointing to them creating or manuf manufacturing a crisis to then sacrifice us basically at the altar of Baal, this is your chance to do something about it because they're going after the food supply, they're putting mRNA in it, they're going after the water, they're going after the air, and then next, well, there's no more choice but to put you in a 15-minute city because uh, there's no food, so you'll have to get rations based on your carbon credit score. There's no electricity, so you'll have to get rations based on your carbon credit score. And you can't be driving around or else you're killing grandma, just like with the COVID you know, uh, hoax, with the, with the narrative that they're putting up. And interestingly, in places like the UK, the Climate Lockdown Initiative and Carbon Credit Initiative is being propagated by Suzanne Mitchie, who's working with the government on a nudge unit. Susan Mitchie was also involved in the spreading of COVID propaganda. We all know this is happening. So if we want a way as individuals to avoid the obvious of what's coming next and get around it so we don't succumb to it because we are too weakened by our lack of preparation, then we have options. And I always urge people, as always, go to those links below. Heaven's okay, Hell's Harvest Food. Oh, sorry. 
I've, I've exposed them. I mean, yeah, if you want a nice big fat dose of aluminum, which is one of the main ingredients in uh, virtually all of their meal entrees, go for it, you know, and a lot of other garbage ingredients. But the only thing that I found that wasn't, that I found that would probably be suitable to order from there is their powdered butter. They, they look like they got a pretty good powdered butter. It's hard to adulterate. But man alive, I mean, you talk about some bad ingredients and it's in, but it's still a notch better than my Patriot supply or, or the new one that Jones has, which is just my Patriot supply that's been rebranded, you know, and, and these alternative media platforms that act like they, they care so much about you, they don't even vet the food they're selling you, nor do I think they care because, you know, if you're going to put your stamp of approval on something you would think you would vet something very thoroughly, but I don't know. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's disgusting. I mean, you, you look at the you look at just the um, the current events. I mean, warning: West Coast supply chain is stopped. I'm just looking at one one website. Four Chinese troop carrier ships loaded with combat soldiers enter the Taiwan Strait. China orders fifteen thousand Iranian drones for potential war with. Uh, um, Taiwan, Japan, Australia. It looks like they may be getting ready to finally make their move on Taiwan. I've been reporting on that for a long time. And, you know, uh, you know, and this whole thing with Trump, I mean, you know, they're indicting him. It's and it's he's part of the problem. He's he's all part of this. OK, but what they're trying to do is create this unbelievable moral outrage by just continually pushing the envelope from all the uh trump supporters to the point where you know they're out on the streets and they they can't take any more and then they can you know impose the martial law that type of stuff uh, oath keeper stuart rhodes is being tortured in a dc gulag following conviction uh i mean so much for the first amendment christian preacher is arrested for quoting bible verses crowd gathered at a Pennsylvania Pride event. Uh, over 10,000 single Chinese men detained at U.S. border from October to now. 10,000. Those are just the ones they've caught. So the whole thing about the war footing, you understand why I played that? I mean, uh, my teachings recently, I mean, you look at Michael Yan's research. You, you, I mean, nothing's changed there with, with these illegals and the Chinese coming over the border, military-age fighting men. Um, I, I wish that I could say, oh, everything's backed off and is better, but it's it's only getting worse. And now you have these, you know, wildfires and all of these different false flags and, and things of this nature. So um, uh, we will see. So while we've been talking about the Canadian wildfires that were obviously total uh governmental operation of mass coordinated arson now who was actually the ones lighting the fires was it was it the chinese was it the russians was it some type of antifa was it just governmental aid who that i can't tell you but um we know it's going on and then uh, w7 just released this video prepare for wildfire risk to explode to above normal in the upper midwest and the northeast u.s states as well and this is in america this is dabu 7 
A heads up here for what could be a series of wildfire events that catch people off guard. And it looks like the excuse here is going to be put on El Nino in dry conditions that I feel have been set into place. I've been warning for some time now that that mega drought that they were focusing on out west was going to shift over toward the east coast. All of a sudden, they're now saying that this area that you see here in the northern part of the United States is susceptible on a high level to fires. As you can see here, wildland fire potential outlook just for July is in the red. This continues. Uh, goes through June, July, and then August before it starts to die down and change in September. But you can see these areas of Michigan, Upper New York, Wisconsin, regions around the Great Lakes. You could see fires spring up just like they're saying is happening up in Canada. But in Canada, I have people from around Quebec City that are writing me and emailing me with images saying, look, I'm right here, Quebec City, sky's clear. How are you guys dealing with that much smoke? And they're telling you that it's from fires right here next to us and our skies are clear. So I was very interested in that. I went diving into it and seeing that the wind, the wind pattern is swirling in an odd way up here where it's pushing it away from the main city there, where at least it was on that day and circling all the smoke back down and around through the Midwest, down through the East Coast, and it's causing chaos and wreaking havoc. I mean, we've had flights... They're showing the picture of Monday, New York City Monday, which is where, you know, they have the a gigantically large percentage of liberal brainwashed people. And then Wednesday, it shows the city's orange. And again, orange is... This is why I think they were speculating it might be ammonium nitrate might be involved because it can tend to burn that way. I, I don't know. But it's not normal for the smoke to be orange from a forest fire. And, I mean, you can hardly even see the city Wednesday. And they're all going to blame this on climate change. Mother guy is grieved. She's got to get her pound of flesh because man has done these things. And, and you know, guaranteed a lot of people that might have been maybe on not so sure about the whole climate change issue. Now they're, now they're, they're true believers in New York City because of what they saw Wednesday canceled and delayed i expect more when seeing this and with seeing that they're already trying to blame el nino right knowing that these governments are masters at weather modification yep. at sparking anything that they want funny that a lot of the local officials canada and the united states anyone that's in new york or or dealing with this the officials are telling them mask up yeah well, we heard that before. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm warning you, I don't think this is going away. I think that this is going to be the beginning of something new that people are not expecting. And it's because they've dried this area out. They're drying a lot of areas out. We've noticed it all the way down through the Midwest, through Kentucky and the Tennessee. Rain events, unless they're hardcore, they've been kind of evaporating. What's supposed to have been rain just comes down as like spit, the little sprinkles. And I'm telling you, they're about to push a drought, large scale. I've been warning you. I think it's already here. And this is going to show you proof.
Let's, let's wait and see, unfortunately. I think these fires are going to spread. And they can say whatever on, on what started them. But something's going on here in large scale. Well, they've so, already got the built-in excuse now with what happened with, with their coordinated arson attack last week. Well, they could just say, well, you know, this is just a natural byproduct of more. And then, and then they'll just have their coordinated attacks in these states and wherever. Particularly, like you said, if, if the force is, is dry and um, if you can keep it dry in the summer, summer months through weather warfare, um, you've got the sun beating down, aiding you. Well... So a, a lot to pray about as well. Join me for the live streams because this may be something we have to deal with this summer consistently. And this is not something you want to be breathing in because you have no idea what's really being burnt up in mass wherever the smoke's coming from. Yeah. yeah that's why I've, I've emphasized a lot with indoor air quality um, as of late in particular. Okay, so um, shifting gears a little bit, but it's it's... It's related to this, this whole climate change garbage. And this is just absolute proof of the insanity regarding the climate change agenda. Um, corrupt foreign entities are buying up massive carbon capture pipeline projects in the Midwest to fight, quote, global warming. And again, remember, you have to have carbon. You have to have carbon dioxide, which is what the plants breathe in. And the plants produce oxygen. Okay, so when you take away the carbon, you're, you're essentially asphyxiating the plants in general. And um, that's what they want to do. It's the exact opposite of what they're claiming. They're, they act like carbon is this evil, wicked thing. Well, I guess, again, if you call evil good and good evil, it, it would be wicked. So... Um, a foreign corporation with a shady background is trying to build a massive 2,000-mile web of carbon capture pipelines across the American Midwest. I mean, what a colossal waste of money, resources, and effort just to do something satanic. Just to do the very thing they claim that it's supposed to help. An area... And area farmers and residents are furious about it. Summit Carbon Solutions is reportedly trying to install the piping, this carbon capture piping, on private properties in Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, to capture carbon dioxide, or CO2, from more than 30, 30 ethanol plants, liquefy it, and send it to North Dakota to be buried in rock roughly a mile underground. The new technology, which sounds ridiculous because it is, supposedly helps to fight climate change and global warming by grabbing the natural element out of the air and plunging it deep inside the earth. I mean, just red level, total insanity. And then they go over the company that's, this Korean company that's shady. If you want to read that part, it's in the PDF. Um, uh, they've been involved in numerous criminal criminal schemes over the years. It's, it's called SK... ENS, it's a Korean company, it, but it's it's not the only company involved in this. This goes on to say, I don't like it, says Kathy Stockdale, a crop farmer in Hardin County, Iowa. Stockdale says her family is facing pressure from not only Summit, but also Navigator CO2 Ventures to place carbon capture easements on her property. She says, as a Christian, I believe I'm a steward of my land and I can take care of it, she added. 
None of this would even be an issue were the federal government not pushing these types of projects via carbon capture and sequestration tax credit programs, also known as 45Q. That program pays up to 50 dollars per ton of co2 that is supposedly captured and sequestered construction on the new carbon capture projects must begin before january 1st 2026 to be eligible so there's an urgency you talk about you know blood money or whatever i mean i mean taking money in regard to this when you're just literally destroying the planet um so there's an urgency for carbon capture companies to get their projects started the times added the more co2 captured the more federal tax credits earned and the happier satan is if the summit project is allowed to proceed and again satan comes to kill steal and destroy well he wants to destroy god's creation he wants to destroy uh humanity which is created in god's image he wants to destroy the world that god created and this is a great this is probably one of the most aggressive ways i've ever seen to do that so it's just totally satanic um if the summit project is allowed to proceed by all appearances it will it will become the world's largest carbon capture and storage product it will supposedly have the capacity to permanently store up to 10 million tons of co2 every year at that rate summit will get 600 million per year in tax credits tax credits that can be used by the company and its investors to offset their tax bills or sold to others for profit the report explains and then there was a related report here nasa satellite data proves and there's a link to this that co2 is greening the planet this has been going on for decades now okay you put out more co2 the plants just have more co2 to run off it greens the planet satan doesn't like that so this is why they're trying to capture this excess carbon and take it out of there so the plants cannot green they want everything burned just like they're doing up in Canada right now. They want everything burned out. There's been chatter in Congress about making these tax credits direct payments to further encourage such products. That's because it's the uniparty. The Republicans and Democrats are all in on it. I'm not saying every single person in the government's wicked or evil. I'm just saying, by and large, at the top, they're all in on it. It's a uniparty. It's two sides of the same wicked coin. But one, one, one is a good guy to one to, to certain people, and one is a bad guy to certain people um okay so we we have that report okay so that last report was from um actually about 11 months ago thereabouts 10, 10 to 11 months ago so that was actually last year uh, more of an updated report on this is um green tyranny takes aim at our farm south dakota farmers face land seizures by terraforming company planning to install massive carbon capture infrastructure across the landscape so this has been going on for a while a takeover is happening across america the american midwest as the so-called green energy companies abuse eminent domain laws to rob and seize people's private property in order to turn it into pipelines for capture and removal of you know obviously the wicked evil carbon dioxide co2 emissions the latest affront is occurring in south dakota where a company called summit carbon solutions is trying to steal land from at least 80 different landowners including a man named jack or i'm sorry jared bosley whose farm has been in the family's possession for four generations <clears throat> to give you an idea of summit carbon's connections to the gop the grand old party the republican party the uniparty 
basically. Their senior advisor is a former six-term Iowa governor, uh, Terry Branstad. You know, it's all about money. He's a kingpin in Iowa, and his support is crucial to political success in the state. Former South Dakota GOP state chairman Dan Lederman is the senior advisor for uh, the LS2 group. So these are mostly Republicans, just, you know, annihilating their own state. A public relations firm working with, uh, he's a senior advisor for the LS2 group, which is a public relations firm working with the Carbon Summit Solutions. And it goes on to say, oh yeah, they were also a platinum sponsor of Governor Christie Nome's inauguration back in January. I'm assuming she's all, yeah, she's Republican as well. So it's just a bunch of Republican devil traders. Um, Summit Carbon Solutions wants Bosley's land and is doing whatever it can to take it from him while the Republican Governor Christy Nome sits idly by and does nothing to help him, Car meaning carbon, uh, nothing to help Bosley. Greg Price from the State Freedom Caucus Network tweeted a video footage of surveyors from the company breaking and entering Bosley's home and shot before they surveyed his land without their permission. They entered his home and shot before going on his farm to survey the land, all without permission, only while his wife was home. Uh, Price tweeted about the footage, which you can view below. There's a link there if you want to watch it. What I'm, what I'm about to tell you should be the most important story in America. Well, I don't know about quite about that, but it, it's important. But no national media is talking about it. You can read the entire tweet. One of the biggest invasions of property rights in American history is currently happening in South Dakota to expand you know, quote, green energy. When Bosley tried to get men from the Summit Carbon Solutions to leave his property and only return with permission and with the sheriff present, they falsely accused him of threatening to kill them. Well, of course, there's no evil, wicked tactic they want to use. Uh, they are now attempting to punish Bosley further by taking him to court and getting a restraining order, preventing him from being on his own property. According to Bosley, Summit Carbon Solutions surveyors are doing this to many farmers around the area because the pipeline they want to build has to travel through their land in order to work. Um, <clears throat> Price describes that these land invasions are like comparing it to something straight out of Blazing Saddles because of the armed security guard figures who are appearing on people's land as a show of threatening force. The Republican leadership in South Dakota has also abandoned them. Price laments, in the last legislative session, bills, are, bills to protect landowners from imminent domain from summit uh, failed. Governor Christy Nome has done nothing. Why? Because Summit has connections to massive GOP Republican Party donors, of course. They are also bankrolled by large investments, some of which are foreign and as well and benefit from mass massive federal tax credits from carbon capture expanded by Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. While the Republican leadership in South Dakota sells farms down the river for cash, said farmers are facing the loss of everything their families work so hard to achieve and the wealth they've built to pass on to their children and their grandchildren. Uh, their elected leaders have abandoned them and no one outside the local media is talking about it, Price says. Going further, it says that Bosley told Price that he is distraught over the fact that he could lose the farm. He planned to pass on his children to enjoy the way he and his family before he did, well, those days were pretty much long over for everybody. I mean, until Jesus comes back. Um, every spare penny that Bosley makes goes straight into the farm and managing the land. The, he plants trees to provide a windbreak for his for his herd of cattle, and which the windbreak and the trees also take carbon out of the air. <laughs> you know, 
supposedly what they're trying to bury. Trees that summit carbon solutions intends to bulldoze to make room for its carbon capture pipeline. You know, just total insanity. They burn down all the trees in Canada and elsewhere, which are the greatest carbon capturing system, the trees, okay? But none of that matters because, you know, it's wicked and evil, so therefore it's good. All right, so going further here... Um, and again, along the same lines, the leaders of the Extinction Rebellion, or XR, and various other European uh, eco-terrorism groups are planning a summer of chaos in the United States this year. And again, this is we're, we're kind of seeing this already, obviously, with these things, complete with large-scale civil disobedience campaigns of hunger strikes, road and highway blockages, disruption of federal properties, to make their voices heard and present seen in opposition to global warming. Because that's all that matters, guys. That's it. Uh, the big, one of the world's biggest lies, global warming. And, you know, just everybody's just, so many people are, you know, evidently willing to die over this subject. Um, to make their voices heard in present seen in opposition to global warming, Europe's top climate activists are expanding the United States based franchise known as declare energy, which aims to spread mayhem across the pond from Europe to America. In a recent video conference, European eco-terrorists taught their U.S. counterparts how to raise money in order to raise hell, as well as how to boast, boost membership while recruiting hordes of arrestable new members like cannon fodder to serve as frontline soldiers in more aggressive protests. Tens of thousands of protesters have already been successfully rallied in Europe to bring entire cities to a standstill. Resulting in millions of dollars in losses, their goal is to spread this same fervor into the United States, which saw similar chaotic unrest following the George Floyd PSYOP. What we want to do is create a large-scale civil disobedience campaign on the climate catastrophe in the United States, the climate catastrophe that doesn't exist. If there's any climate catastrophe, it's purely caused by our own governments. Okay. This was stated by Roger Hallam, co-founder of XR, during the online gathering with a few dozen U.S. based, can you imagine if Christians were were planning some type of mass uh, summer of terrorism and chaos and dis they would have been in the jails and rounded up before you could even imagine. But these people can get away with it. They won't get away with it in hellfire, though. Just you know, here to remind them of that. Um. So, and then the, in related to this, which was what we just talked about, another form of eco-terrorism sweeping the Midwest is the green energy scam known as the carbon capture. That's what we just was talking about. Uh, then the last one before we go to the next part, your hard-earned tax dollars at work. New York City unveils a $11,000, I guess, per vending machine, safe use vending machine in Brooklyn that gives out free crack pipes, Narcan, and fentanyl test strips for free. And the next one will also have syringes for all your injectable heroin and uh, fentanyl needs. The machine's contents are free for residents who punch in the right zip code. So that's all you got to have is the right zip code. New York City's first, pub first public health vending machine giving out, I mean, it's really promoting the public health too, giving out free crack pipes, condoms, and Narcan, um, which is an overdose reversing drug for fentanyl. But remember, it doesn't work on the trank. We reported on the, the last thing the, where they're mixing that veterinary drug 
with fentanyl or whatever, Narcan doesn't work on that. This vending machine was already empty less than 24 hours after being unveiled by officials. Um, well, yes, because they're giving you the tools to kill yourself. All under the guise of trying to make, you know, make themselves look like the good guys. We're, we're giving you the, we're empowering you with tools to kill yourselves. We think it's hilarious, um, but we ourselves are going to take the moral high ground and say we're doing this for, for pub, the public health, you know. Absolute total insanity. Uh, but eager officials determined to keep residents in a rich supply of clean drug apparatus, apparatuses were quick to revisit the site on Tuesday afternoon with more, meaning they, ref they, had, they refilled it on Tuesday because um, it was totally sold sold out in one day elon here's a picture of it it's in the pdf you can see it for yourself uh <clears throat> elon kwashi the opioid overdose program director I, I guess they're trying to create as many opioid opioid overdoses as possible because that's the only thing i could really think um that person said we're going to restock every day probably multiple times a day he said that he was not surprised that the items were taken so quickly, adding, I kind of knew they would go. Isn't that neat and nifty? He restocked five trays of naloxone and two trays of fentanyl testing kits and said that he will be returning later to refill the machine with other products. And here's, here's a picture of the safer smoking kit containing a heavy stem, mouthpiece, pusher, I don't even know what half these things are. Uh, six screens, chore filter, and lip balm. Because you can make sure that when you're smoking your crack, okay, you want you get chapped lips, guys. I know when I smoke crack, man, I mean, my lips get so chapped. And that lip balm is, I mean, it's, it's essential. It really is. And it's something that um, I, I just think it's so considerate. And I mean, this is the definition of love, you know, agape love. Um, just to put that lip balm in there just means so much to all these drug users, I believe. And these are for people wanting to smoke crack. And here's a here's a picture, safer smoking kit for vending, and you know, just one of the many various and sundry um, satanic things you can get in this uh, vending machine. That's evidently they're going to restock it multiple times per day now. So that's all I have for part one. And God bless you, and we will see you in part two.